Welcome back to The Daily Poem. I'm David Kern, and today is Tuesday, May 11th, 2021. As Heidi mentioned on yesterday's episode, Sunday was Mother's Day. So I wanted to share with you a, a Mother's Day poem that I love. It's by an American poet who, well, you've heard from several times on this podcast. His name is Ted Kuser, an American poet who was born in April of 1939, so he just had his, his birthday. He uh, won the Pulitzer Prize for Poetry in 2005 and served as the Poet Laureate Consultant in Poetry to the Library of Congress from 2004 to 2006. He's uh, from Nebraska and is known as a Great Plains poet. I'm quite fond of his work, and so it made sense to share this poem with you. This is how it goes. Mid-April already. The wild plums bloom at the roadside. A lacy white against the exuberant, jubilant green of new grass and the dusty, fading black of burned-out ditches. No leaves. Not yet. Only the delicate, star-petaled blossoms, sweet with their timeless perfume. You've been gone a month today and have missed three rains and one night-long watch for tornadoes. I sat in the cellar from six to eight while fat spring clouds went somersaulting, rumbling east. Then it poured, a storm that walked on legs of lightning, dragging its shaggy belly over the fields. The meadowlarks are back, and the finches are turning from green to gold. Those same two geese have come to the pond again this year, honking in over the trees and splashing down. They never nest, but stay a week or two, then leave. The peonies are up, the red sprouts burning in circles like birthday candles. For this is the month of my birth, as you know, the best month to be born in, thanks to you, everything ready to burst with living. There will be no more new flannel nightshirts sewn on your old black singer, no birthday card addressed in a shaky but businesslike hand. You asked me if I would be sad when it happened, and I am sad. But the iris I moved from your house now hold in the dusty, dry fists of their roots green knives and forks, as if waiting for dinner, as if spring were a feast. I thank you for that. Were it not for the way you taught me to look at the world, to see the life at play in everything... I would have to be lonely forever. I love this poem so much because of a couple of implications that it makes. And I'll start with that last, that last bit. The last sentence, those last three lines go like this. Were it not for the way you taught me to look at the world, to see the life at play in everything, I would have to be lonely forever. The implication, of course, being that to see the life at play in everything is to fight off loneliness. And to not see, therefore, the life at play in everything is to welcome loneliness to your existence. I think that's a really profound notion. Whether you're a poet or not, I think the work of the poet is certainly inclined towards seeing the life at play and everything, at least for many poets it is, not for all. But I think that for all of us that is a profound, um, profound idea. I also love the line, 
if you're looking at the poem right now, it begins at the beginning of the fourth stanza. This is the month of my birth, as you know, the best month to be born in, thanks to you, everything ready to burst with living. This is towards the middle of the poem, or right after the middle of the poem, really, as we're descending into that theme that the poem ends with. And so what we're getting here is all of a sudden he is revealing to us the way his mother taught him to look at the world. So far through the first three stanzas, he has been thinking of things that he remembered. Um, times that he wished he was there, such as when the tornado's coming. He's remem remembering things like um, the meadow larks and the finches and, and the geese and so forth. But here, all of a sudden, in these, as we get to these last two stanzas, we begin to to see her, her influence. Not just that he misses her, but her influence. And that then leads into those final three lines. So I think that's really nicely done there. And then going to the beginning, I mean, I think the image of him sitting alone in a, in a storm shelter or in a hallway, um, in, in a cellar, I guess he says, as a, as a tornado rages by, thinking of the times when they had done that together, when she had been there to, to protect him, to comfort him. And here for the first time, he has to do that without her. That adds so much pathos to, to the poem, to the themes of it, and then ultimately is one of the, one of the things that helps that uh, the, the final stanzas be so profound because he has expressed his, his missing of her, his longing, uh, or his, his, his long-remembered, um, cherished memories. Um, and all of this leads up to that final, final line about how she taught him to look at a, the world in a way that will fight off loneliness. As a parent, I think that's a really profound idea um, to say nothing of just as an individual trying to fight off loneliness myself. Um, I, I just think that's a, it's a fascinating idea, whether we're a child or whether we're a parent. Um, so one more time here is Ted Kuzer's mother. Mid-April already, and the wild plums bloom at the roadside. A lacy white against the exuberant, jubilant green of new grass and the dusty, fading black of burned-out ditches. No leaves. Not yet. Only the delicate, star-petaled blossoms, sweet with their timeless perfume. You've been gone a month today, and have missed three rains and one night-long watch for tornadoes. I sat in the cellar from six to eight while fat spring clouds went somersaulting, rumbling east. Then it poured, a storm that walked on legs of lightning, dragging its shaggy belly over the fields. The meadow larks are back, and the finches are turning from green to gold. Those same two geese have come to the pond again this year, honking in over the trees and splashing down. They never rest but stay a week or two, then leave. The peonies are up, the red sprouts burning in circles like birthday candles, for this is the month of my birth, as you know, the best month to be born in, thanks to you, everything ready to burst with living. There will be no more new flannel nightshirts sewn on your old black singer, no birthday card addressed in a shaky but business-like hand. You asked me if I would be sad when it happened, and I am sad. 
But the iris I moved from your house now hold in the dusty, dry fists of their roots, green knives and forks as if waiting for dinner, as if spring were a feast. I thank you for that. Were it not for the way you taught me to look at the world, to see the life at play in everything, I would have to be lonely forever. This has been The Daily Poem, which is brought to you by Goldberry Studios. Post-production is by Logan Green. I'm David Kern. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you.